I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Welcome to episode 20 of my podcast, The Foyne Jones Show. I've got three guests in the, uh, I was going to say in the showroom, but or, or in the studio, but we're in a kitchen. In the kitchen. We're in a kitchen <laughs> today, kitchen, yeah. which is quite unique because we're at the Smith Kitchen Showroom in Tunbridge Wells, and to my left I've got Charlie Jones. No uh-huh. relation of mine, are you, Charlie? No, not at all. Not, no. Not, not that we know of. Not that we know of. Not that we know of. You'd definitely be, be from the better looking side of the family. <laughs> <if you laughs> I was just about to say the same thing to yeah, you. Yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. And we've got James. Hello again, James Taylor. Yeah. All right, do you want to get the Fulham abuse out of the way early in the episode, or do you I want would, to, yeah, or are you yeah. going to hold it back? No, we'll hold it back. Yeah, you hold it back. Yeah, okay. First. Do you know what? I mucked myself off again, Lara, because I got Callum to produce and edit a really good little Fulhamy, Fulhamy video for social media. We'll put it out first game of the season, show off our new signings, and what do we do? What do we do? We go and lose away to Barnsley. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and Lara, you're here, aren't you? I am. Yep, I'm here today. So most listeners know you, Lara Harrison. I hear now your role's changed at Foyne Jones. I am now yeah? a senior recruitment consultant. Is that mean you got promotion? I did, yeah. yeah. I'm actually considered in the office the star recruiter. In the last 12 months, Lara's gone from being a mum at home, haven't you? Oh, and I'm going to pick you up, so I don't nice. care. I'm going to pick you up. She's gone from being I'm a mum. She's been gone from being a mum at home and coming in a couple of days a week, being petrified of me because <laughs> of my bipolar mood swings. No, dis- you know, I mean, and my anger management. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you know, when I'm up, <laughs> well, we're up and up, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? When we're down, we're down. So she's gone from a couple of days a week um, to being almost full time, but yeah, pr- pretty flexi time. But you've got a ha- hashtag new home, hashtag new car, hashtag new phone. Rupert and Quaver are still okay, aren't they? they are, Rupert they're good. and Ava, and she's doing really well. So that's one of the reasons she's, she's here today is to, is to meet, meet you guys and just bring a bit of an insight into the challenges we face when we support showrooms and when you're looking for new staff and stuff yeah. there but okay so let's talk about you guys so let's go first with you mr yeah, taylor james so do you want to tell the many many thousands of listeners uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who you are and what you do come um james taylor show manager at tommy Wells. um have been in the kitchen industry for three four years now started at being q so a little bit different now than what I was used to. Why did you smile at me when you said that? It's like, because I'm not for doing me, was it? Yeah, okay. Did we hire James for you? What? Of course you did, Charlie. Unfortunately for you, yeah. 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 Why are we here talking about this conversation? But yeah, outside of work, just very sporty now. Yeah. Got back into my sports. You still playing football, mate? I am, yeah. yeah. Five side on a Monday. Yeah, you still scoring? No, no, defender. You, you, you was a striker last time I spoke to you. Have you reinvented yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, defender. Isn't five side meant to be even more physically challenging than a full game? Don't. No? Give him a big kick. No. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> <laughs> Running around that little pitch. Yeah, yeah. Is Sean still playing, though? Yeah, Sean plays five side. He's, he comes home more tired on a. Is on he a still playing for Maresfield on he Saturday? Yes, Maresfield FC. He's the number nine, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, he's the number nine. Yeah, he is. There you go. Big team, mate. Big team. Big yeah. team is that. Mansfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. team, mate. Yeah, was huge. <laughs> 15, 15 promotions in the football league, mate. Yeah, that's all right. I don't know. But uh, no, fair play. So, James, how, how long have you been in the showroom now? Uh, year and a half. Year and a half. And, 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 and a bit of a bit of a meteoric progression as well. Yeah, it's quite nice. Started you you should talk to exchange notes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, started as a designer. Um, got an opportunity to do the manager role. Was it probably a year into it? 
Yeah, I don't Something know. Like we were really desperate, from what I remember. The crew let him down, James. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so quite a, quite a difference in the role. Lots to cool. learn, but it's been a good journey. And t- tell us more about this showroom. Tell us more about. Well, come, t- 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 tell us, t- tell us where we are in Royal Tunbridge Wells. I like, always like saying the Royal. Yeah. I always say it. You've got a Queen's jeweller down the road, haven't you? Have you? Yeah. yeah okay, I'll pop in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, nice big showroom here. It's a lot bigger than I thought it would be here. It's, it's a the, big showroom. It's the biggest Schmidt showroom in the is UK, it? I think. Nice I think, yes, yeah, 335 square metres yeah. here. I think there's one other that's about the same. Yeah. But um, Do you remember the last time I was here, James? We were doing a, we were doing a recording for, uh, for for a LinkedIn piece, LinkedIn video, didn't we? We were chatting away nice and uh, this random, and he wasn't even a customer, was he? He was just a random man. Walked in, yeah. walked in with his carrier bag. Do you know what I mean? Like, a bit I like, Dan, bit like Danny, Ken- yeah. Danny Kendall from Grey Jill. He looked a bit like, no, don't remember Danny. <laughs> Do you remember Danny Kendall? No. He always had a little carrier bag and, you know, okay. But he walked, he walked in and just sort of had a little look, didn't he, and, and walked out. And we stood there going, like, do you want anything? Like, that was a long time ago, mate. Straight in front of your recording, I think. Yeah, no, straight in. Yeah. Yeah. No, straight, straight in and just stopped. And we're like, ask us something. You're bound to ask us something. You know, can we help you? No, I just like to serve, you know, because I, I thought someone should talk to the customer within 10 seconds of their arrival, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. James ignored James ignored it. James ignored this is about me, not you. So, James, thank you. Well, welcome to the podcast, mate. I've been wanting to get you two on for ages, and I've let you down once or twice. We had sad problems today. Um, the last time, I, I, it was basically what I say, that was when Harry was moving to Barcelona. So we're here now, and Charlie, you've travelled all the way over from sunny Surrey. Yeah, yeah, so I run the Wimbledon showroom. Um, it was the first full concept show to launch the brand in the UK, actually. I've been there for just over five years now. Uh, I started out for Schmidt as a commercial manager working with developers. I knew absolutely nothing about kitchens. I was working in advertising at the time. <laughs> met Ryan and he asked me to come over and work for him. Where did um, you meet? Where did we meet? Yeah, yeah, so I, I was working as a advertising manager for a local uh, magazine. I know Time of Leisure. Yeah. And um, Ryan was a client of mine. And this is going back to 2013, 2014. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he'd had some good luck advertising with the magazine. I was looking after him and we met up and he said, come and work for him and kind of get this whole commercial side of things off the ground. Um, so yeah, five years later, I'm now running the Wimbledon showroom. I don't I see that as a demotion rather than a promotion. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, in, in the time that I've been with Ryan, I have... Had a child, so I've got a, a little girl at home, nearly two years old. So, What's her name? Uh, Emily Rose. Emily Rose. Uh, yeah. So instead of being oh, the party boy, <laughs> <laughs> instead of being the party boy, I'm now the dad. Was you a party boy, Charlie? A bit like yourself, Peter. Oh, mate, I was. Uh, no, oh, dear, it's been years since I go out, mate. I can yeah, talk a good too. game. Talk yeah. a good game, mate. We had a barbecue on Saturday. My wife's the party animal, we're all, mate. We're all in bed by nine o'clock. You know, it's just not the same. <laughs> really, <laughs> so I, I don't know, but I was driving car. I was like, I was in bed at the line last night. What's happening to me? Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's just not Sundays and loose Saturdays as well, it's but true. I just can't do it no more. And you spent your uh, week off decorating. I did, yeah. That's <laughs> hey, it. I lovely. First day back today, been decorating, painting. But we did. We went to London too on Friday, which was nice. Too. Oh, really right, right. Yeah, she's at the age where she can start. When, when we had yeah. uh, when we had our uh, office in Gloucester Place, I used to, and I was doing my marathons, James. So it's a while ago, as you can see. <laughs> so I, mean, I don't really remember it in for a while. But I used to. Uh, I had the best. Well, to the gym, I must have had the best gym membership in this gym on uh, just off Gloucester Place because I used to go there, get changed, 
go go out actually physically go out do two laps of Regent's Park okay. and, um, and then go back shower go back to the office perfect gym customer weren't I do you know what I mean never actually going to the but I used to love running past London Zoo because yeah. he used to like suddenly like one the giraffe would be over the top That's or then, there'd always be celebrities I remember the highlight was on one lap I um I ran past a giraffe that was being brought out to talk to the talk to the queue. I ran past Louis Spence <laughs> and I ran past David Coulthard. Oh. All in different stages of that of nice. that circuit. So I'm mixed with the stars, mate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm mixed with the stars. <laughs> Do you enjoy Regent? Did you enjoy the zoo? It was good, yeah. yeah. It was nice. I mean obviously we went there for Emily Rose, but You um, sure? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, uh, yeah. We, we got to see the gorillas, like big monkeys and yeah. uh, wow, and spiders. Oh, yeah. I quite like the spiders. Well, my last oh, my last visit to my last visit to London Zoo was when Henry actually physically in there rather than just peering through the gates and cheap, <laughs> was when Henry was about yeah. Henry was a, when Henry was about five. Um, I remember this so Henry's 17 now and um, we were looking where the lions and tigers and the lions were and there was a couple of them laying down and this little girl and this lovely little family they come up and oh mummy daddy look it's a lion it's sleeping and he went no he's dead he's just died and the girl's gone and she just burst into uncontrollable tears I'm like we're going Henry he's going yeah but he's dead like she's just got to get over it but there you go. There's a little story about my adorable little boy. He's not that little, is he? He got that after his yeah, mum. He didn't think. whisper that in his yeah, ear before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah we're playing this. Yeah, we're playing this. Okay, so Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, what we want to do is explore what it means today in the KVB world. You know, whether it's, I mean, obviously you, you're, you're in your certain genre in terms of price points, but I want to explore what it means to be a showroom manager all right so we've got we've got an experienced showroom manager who didn't want to be a showroom manager but he just <laughs> he just sold something to ryan and, escape and, he's still here. and we've got and we've got james who's tiptoed his way in from a from a home improvement business into a completely different model and uh always seems to be happy always seems to be in the right place i mean you can feel the personalities here um, but what are the challenges in today's market? And, and you've got an angle on this, James, haven't you? So we're gonna we'll start with you, mate. I would say managing time for me is the big one in in my career so far. Is making sure that the amount of projects we've got going are all managed properly. Mm. My time then spread along three or four other people, and then their projects outside of that. I think that's the biggest challenge for me. Uh, for the market, I think. Unfortunately, it is Brexit. But talking about sort of going back a little bit, so so pre-Brexit, I think one of the challenges you must have to overcome is something which I see a lot, and certainly happened in my in my corporate career, is that some of the best salespeople that 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 worked for me or, or I worked with actually made some of the worst managers. You know, they, they just were. Some people aren't good. Yeah. They, they're not. So, some are. So, some are. Some well, like some me and you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the <it's> same. <laughs> What's the matter with you, Lara? This is you good. Yeah, yeah, that is good. I told you we could be Charlie. You don't go. We can stay here, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the jeans and shoes. <laughs> and I know he likes my white trainers, so right. it's all right. Well, they're clean white, so it's okay. No, just tell you what I do. I actually don't. I don't. I, I leave them in the office. Them, if, it's, if it's like rainy, I leave them in the office yeah. and only put them on when it's a safe pathway and home. And then every time he puts them on, his feet are so sore. <laughs> 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 it's Stan Smith, mate. They hurt, don't they? Stan Smith has got a breaking in period. But so progressing from a very successful designer, mm-hmm. yeah, very successful designer into your first management role, first leadership role. How how scary was that, James? Yeah, responsibilities are completely different. Mm. As I was saying earlier, is that you go from your own work, your sole responsibility is your own work, to other people's. Yeah, completely. Mm. Um, And the responsibility or the accountability of those people, they would look up to you or 
you need to guard them in the right direction I think was the biggest thing for yeah. me having that trust put on me when I'm just used to be working not as a lone wolf but mm. on my own on my own projects all the time yeah responsibility was the biggest thing you know I, I think also when you become a manager you also have to trust your instinct a little bit more when you've got somebody that you can refer to and say oh you know I'm a bit stuck on this what do you think that's really nice and yeah. then when you kind of move up and you don't have that same kind of yeah. referral kind it's of always thing. your own initiative yeah it is it's your initiative and that's else's, yeah. quite daunting especially when you first do yeah, it definitely it's still daunting now I mean there's there's sometimes when I when I arrive and I'm like right I've got one I've got to lift myself first and then I've got to turn on my happy mm -hmm. face and I've got to be rah 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 my tears and we've got to yeah. no, we've got to come up with something you know straightforward to, to to put people in that right place and that, that that's hard you know it can be hard and and you know people now they want to be mentored they want to be loved and I, I'm from the, the I was from the management school where someone used to drag me grab me by the throat and say your sales are down Peter like sort yourself out and <laughs> um, you can't do that anymore Lara and it's not appropriate to <laughs> do not. and I don't think that exists in Foy Jones Towers the, <laughs> the bullying in Foy Jones Towers is more um it's more Lara and Holly bullying me. It's, it's more of the, and if you believe that, you'll believe that. That's, that's more of the, that's more I of the bullying. I actually feel for you. Yeah. I think I get bullied up. Yeah. Do you? You, you yeah, feel like you're, yeah. you're up against you, it. You've had to deal with Holly. She had the boss in the world in Yeah, years. she is very yeah. kind. She's also yeah. fantastic, though. So. <laughs> oh, I see her looking after your school, buddy. <laughs> I've seen where the, 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 yeah. the lines have been they, drawn. They went to school together. Oh, okay, so, you know. Posh yeah. school, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, all, all the way through. Us, us poor lads have to yeah. drag ourselves yeah. off, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is where the bullying comes from, the rich kids bullying the poor, do you know what I mean? Can't believe we're going now, far in the week! We're still on this meeting. <laughs> uh, okay, so, James, another thing again, and I've been through this, um, you're in years relatively young still aren't you do you know what I mean you, you've so, got, yeah. yeah you've got no, you've, you've, I mean I'm 44 years young mate so you know I'm feeling it he's ancient you can tell yep remind him every day don't yeah. worry yeah. So, <laughs> amazing so, how much I've aged since I started yeah. working for Schmidt <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my first management job I spoke about this in a podcast a few episodes back I was um, I moved from being like a, a key account rep into a sales management role yeah. and I also moved from Fulham West London to the West Country to take a big promotion with, with a green and yellow builders merchant called Travis Perkins did you know I worked I'm for them I'm totally unfamiliar with this no. story Gala, did, you know, did you know I worked for builders merchant oh, I get this story about every day yeah <laughs> so and, and, and Anyway, Charlie, just, just you know, because we like this, I was the youngest ever sales manager in the history of that company, nice and then proceeded to be the youngest ever sales director in the industry. Another story, James, we'll stick, on, we'll stick yeah. on point, yeah? On point was that when I was 23, I was managing 18 fellas that were all older than me, all knew better than me, didn't like anyone from London, didn't like, you know, and I found that hard, yeah. I've got to say. Have you found that an obstacle, not perhaps, not just in management, but just in, you know, suppliers, supply yeah, chain, like project management, with customer even. Do you know, yeah, you know? No, absolutely, and I think I've got a, a bit of a baby face as well, so it doesn't even, it doesn't help that I look 18 as well, so. Do you think he's got a baby face now? <laughs> you do know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was um, my staff being older than me, yeah. is that I've always been taught that they should be smarter than you anyway, which I believe, yeah. and having to rely on them for some information was key. But then also having to, as you said, bring yourself up and maybe be more the emotional support rather than the expertise, because I think the shift in my mindset, I always thought a manager should be someone yeah. that you go to rely on for te technical advice, but 
maybe not so much for me, more the emotional side and keeping more, everyone. Yeah, much more to it. It's, it's, it's yeah. really relative that as well because I, I also remember when, when I was running large teams and large structures, you know, like 100 on staff or 20 on staff, whatever, you know, you, you're kind of doing it through, there's elements of process and it's it, there's lots of systems there. But when when my business launched and then even where it is now, when you're, when you're sort of, you know, six or seven people, the actual the way you can interact it's, it's so much more powerful yeah. but but when you but you've got to sort of channel that as well because you can be because I, I, I think I can be either really like, amazingly motivational but I can also kill it like that yeah. with a, <coughs> with, with, you can be intense is that, is that it? yeah, yeah. I think that's passion that, yeah, yeah. No, that, that was that was that was you see that passion's yeah. about yeah. passion's yeah. about so, so talking about talking about the quieter personalities in, in the in the kitchen this morning that's not like that in the in the kitchen we're going to talk, talk to you Charlie and me quiet yeah we're going to talk to you yeah because uh, you, you're far from quiet but yeah. But so so James has sort of brought to life some of the some of the challenges he's faced, and we'll go back onto that that that, that political subject. Yeah. I think nobody's going to do a political podcast. I'm quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> I might get on that program on Sunday, Lara. Not not Tim Lovejoy's one. The, the on the grown up channel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you've got like the What's everybody like the, in the audience. Songs of praise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, highway. Uh, yeah, I'm really Again, that's what I've, everyone's head. Highway. Yeah, everyone's head. Um, Come on, Charlie. So let's talk about let's talk about Wimbledon. Let's talk uh-huh. about let's talk about that market there, the, the challenges, opportunities. So in, in your journey there, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. As I say, I started off working with builders, architects, interior designers. Um, I didn't know anything about kitchens at all. I came out of advertising, no knowledge. And and Ryan's uh, advice was I didn't need to know anything about kitchens. I just need to build relationships with builders. And that and that started working. And we had a number of builders who were referring customers to us. Um, when that developed into a sales role in the showroom. Um, I, I've done uh, what I would call, you know, customer yeah. normal customer sales before, um, and I've always preferred doing business to business. It's a more logical process. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas people who are spending a large amount of money on their kitchen, it's quite an emotional sale. Uh, by buying a house and a car, it's the largest thing they're going to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen a massive shift, especially since Brexit. And I am going to say the word. Um, <laughs> I think we should. I want to yeah, explore it's, it. It's, uh, well. If you look at the fear-mongering in the media, what people are perceiving with very small shifts in the housing market prices, um, they still need to do extensions, which makes up probably 95% of our business. Um, But because they're worried about their house values, they're now reducing their risk by spending less money on kitchens. So whereas our average kitchen was between 20 and 30,000 pounds to the retail customer, um, that has now dropped somewhat. And we're finding that people want to spend a bit less on their kitchens, but they still want to get the same. On the back of that materials have gone up because the strength of the pound has gone down and all the suppliers have put their price up appliances worktops sinks and taps some of them have gone up by as much as 20 30 percent over the last couple of years um so you've got product going up budgets going down and we've got to somehow meet in the middle but but, but you know budget's gone down yeah. but as as mr and mrs Wilson Smith, mm-hmm. let's say they've got a double barrel name, so yeah. just imagine they have in Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. like, they're walking down from the village, they're coming down, they're coming into your showroom, and they've got a, you know, their budget has gone, let's say, from, let's say it's half, so it's gone from 30 to 15, yeah. um, but I doubt their expectation is half, does it? Has it, it stayed no, the same? It okay. Yeah, yeah so that's that, that, yeah. stay the same. Um, so we're having challenges at the moment in trying to educate customers that if you want a kitchen that's going to last or you're going to be selling the property in five, ten years anyway, mm. you know, the furniture is the thing 
that you need to invest in. You can change your worktop in a few years, you can change your appliances in a few years, but the furniture, that's what's gonna stay there. Um, so we're having, we're having to re-educate customers and teach them what will be valuable to them in now yeah. and in the future. Um, so it has, it's been a challenge and we've had to do a lot of work on the inside as well, looking at how we can do um, cheaper kitchens, uh, mm -hmm. essentially retrain ourselves and our teams on how to design to budgets um, and, and work to lower budgets. And we can now do kitchens from eight, eight and a half grand all the oh, way okay. up to I think you know hundred grand if people want to spend yeah. that. So um, I mean something. Yes, um, Sean and I are also looking to replace our uh, kitchen at the moment. So just throw that in. But I was reading. I just drop that in. And it says that the kitchen is the, the first thing people look at when they go yeah, in. It's the yeah. first thing that they worry about. And if it's got a nice kitchen, it doesn't really matter about anything else. No. If the kitchen's good, yeah. they'll buy into the house and they'll... That's right. So... Because it's the it's biggest a, investment yeah, in the house. It's a huge importance. Um, and if the... I, I've seen this. I work with a lot of portfolio landlords, a lot of property developers. And, and unfortunately, there's some really greedy ones out there who don't want to invest in the kitchen. And when it comes to selling the property, the buyers will look at their house, which is, as an average, if you look at anything between three quarters of a million to 1.5 million is our average stomping ground mm -hmm. in Wimbledon. Um, they're expecting to see a good kitchen in there. And if they walk in there and see a kitchen that's not so good, they're knocking 20, 30 grand off the asking price. Yeah. Um, so by spending Spending an extra five, six, seven thousand pounds now, they will get the money back in yeah. the long term. It's just educating yeah. people in that, and you know, if they yeah. read, if they're hearing it all on the news, they it's hard not to buy into it. It's hard, yeah. It's we're really fighting hard. mainstream media, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the market we're in now. Is, is the Wimbledon customer more demanding than the Tunbridge Wells customer? I. I've met both. I think they're both very similar. Thanks, Laura. Thanks. You know, as a host, I, I do throw your interesting question in. I think the average house price in Wimbledon is probably a little bit higher based on yeah. the size of the yeah. property. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of people, customers in Wimbledon who maybe bought their house 20, 30 years ago. And of course, their yeah. house, they bought it for maybe, you know. Do you get them coming in from like, like Motsman Park, Collier's Wood? And, yes, and that absolutely. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And, and they bought their house for a fraction of what it's worth now. Yeah. And they're not millionaires, they just happen to have a million pound house. Mm -hmm. So they haven't got 20, 30 grand to spend. I did that in a Fulham property, Charlie. And I'm, I can confirm I'm not a millionaire. No, exactly. <laughs> I, doubt, I, I don't think I believe it. Why are you smiling? I'm generally not, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when you can be off work doing podcasts, it generally <laughs> says you've done well. But I guess the, the the biggest the biggest thing thing in there was which we mentioned at the start, James, and, and I think you nicked it off Charlie or whatever. But or you're just throwing it out in the meetings was the was the political situation. You know, the, we have a new leader of the country, <laughs> Boris, who who looks remarkably like your uh, your little boy, doesn't he, Lara? Yes, he does. Have you got a photo to show him? Anyway? I will. I'll show you a yeah. photo. <laughs> I, I am telling you, there is a story I could tell to the sun. I, or <laughs> I, I could make the whole really thing up. Does. I could really make the whole thing up, and the photo would be so believable. Oh. <laughs> My, my little boy Rupert had all the kind of moppy, really white blonde hair. I was like, right, I've had enough of people calling him Boris Johnson, I'm getting it cut. And that literally the same day I got his hair cut, Boris, the real Boris Johnson, had exactly the same haircut. So, yeah. No idea. And if it's not Boris's, of course, it's Trump's. So. Yeah, I mean, you have a win double there looking yeah. after the Western civilization, don't you? But we, let's, t let's talk about the political impact. So, so we're seeing Brexit. Is is a, is, a, is a problem because of the budgets potentially going down, and you mentioned the supply chain. Just you know, bring that to life in more detail. What what that really means to to you on a weekly basis? 
it means that we're not seeing as many people walking yeah. through the door. I was going to say, is um, it footfall as well? Yeah, yeah. They're not even coming in to look. So no, you're not it's, even that, it's the footfall. That and that's, again, when I was saying we've had to do a lot of work internally to show people we can work at lower budgets. Yeah. That's where some of that's come from. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the kind of three sections of the kitchen market, lower market, middle market, upper market, the lower market's booming. The kitchen company that shall not be named doubled their turnover in 2018. <laughs> um, at the top, in, top end of the market, um, you've got Lord Lord kitchens. No, nobody can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, you've got nobody cares because so they've got the kind of money. <laughs> 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 I laughed at myself. Sorry. Sorry, I was actually going to bring that up. No, I have some massive Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's up in the market. Yeah. Nobody cares because when you spend a hundred k in a kitchen, it doesn't Not, matter. You've no. got that kind of money coming yeah. around. It's actually it's us in the, guys in the middle. Yeah. That we've we're 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 scrapping over what's yeah. left. So we're all having to adapt. Can I ask what are you what are you doing apart from obviously putting out? slightly cheaper, more more affordable kitchens. What else are you doing to encourage that footfall? Uh, well, I mean, we're looking at our marketing both with the brand and as a individual businesses as yeah. well. Um, we're doing more internally to try and engage with customers, okay. um, things like being on this podcast today yeah, and hopefully opening up to new markets. Um, working with our suppliers as well. Um, Look, you're the first Schmidt on our podcast. You know what I mean? Schmidt, like. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, 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 and the only. The gun, and, the um, and uh, I think within that, working with our suppliers as well, I know we've really reduced the number of suppliers we're working with. We've looked at suppliers that aren't aren't overcharging, that are willing to work with us, willing to give our customers a good service. Okay. Um, and, and we have, we've changed the number of suppliers recently, yeah. rather than working with you know, four or five different sink and tap companies, for example, we work with Blanco. That's the only That's company it. we work with, yeah. and then Cooker for the boiling I water. I mean, just, just, just in case anyone from Blanco's listening to this, they're such a nice company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The well, they genuinely are, are. they yeah. genuinely are. Our rep, Adam, over in Wimbledon, he's they've, the best guy. They've got amazing representation, yeah. they've got an amazing just approach. The, the amount of people I speak to that, that just say that. Yeah, you know, great company. Fair play to them. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. It's the service, and you know, it's. You said two things there. You said you said service. You said personality. You know, so there's a there's, so there's a great great individual that's client fa- customer facing, yeah. and yeah. he this backs up a great service. Yeah. Yeah. Boom! So you make Genius. a phone call. You work send yeah. an email. It's answered with a positive response. Mm. There's never a no. We can't do that. Mm. It's a, how can we? Help I'll work. Callum, you, Callum, you have to tag the good people of Blanco into this when yeah. it's released, mate. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, you know you get a good deal out of it. Eh? Yeah. Adam, yeah. Adam Fitton is the rep's name. Adam. Adam. He's, <laughs> Shout out I mean, he's Adam. probably listed, he's probably listed already. We'll make sure. I put listeners everywhere I go. Do you know what I mean? So let's talk about what your interests are away from the showroom, James. So you mentioned you're a five-a-side footballer. Yeah. Uh, you still playing Evans? No. You can't go up and down the big pitch no more? Yeah, run out of energy no. already. Mate, I, pay vets. I, I pay vets and just sit in the hole. I just sit there, <laughs> let the game come around me, I hit Hollywood passes, shout out everyone. Is that but, one where you've got a walk round? Yeah, <laughs> it's not walking football, mate, it's not walking football. But sadly, when you're like 44, everyone wants to play in that position. So it's like, the ones that get to play there are like the organisers and, you know, oh. and I don't have that in me. <laughs> I mean, I, I can turn up, but... They started saying things like, you've got to come training two nights a week to, to make sure you play. I'm like, what? <laughs> Commitment. I'm like Levy King, mate. I don't need to train. Just give me the ball. So, so that, that's that there. But um, you're still following the Arsenal, mate. 
Absolutely. Okay, Even so through yeah, I, I, can, coming from Kent as you do, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what led you to be an Arsenal fan? Um, it was, I was always a Gillingham fan. Sorry, Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> no, Arsenal is about right now. How long have you supported them? Um, probably about thirteen years now. Oh, yeah. So started off as a Gillingham fan. Went to the famous Gillingham Man City game at Wembley as a five-year-old. Um, got carried about a hundred feet away from my dad because it was standing back then when we scored. Um, but then Arsenal came about. Didn't end up in that well for Gillingham that game, though, did it? Let's not talk about yeah. that. <laughs> um, and then Arsenal, I went to train with the Arsenal team um, as part of their academy school. Went and visited Highbury, went and watched Jills at Highbury. Who was you playing for at Ty when you were in there? It was just an Arsenal academy yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Not, not quite the under whatever okay, it was but he's, doing time, that. But he's a bit yeah. of a player. Yeah, yeah. he's put it in. <laughs> Okay, so something to you on recently, you know, James, I just want you to come and watch me every week. Or... Yeah, no. no. I did speak to Arsene Wenger, though. Did you? Yeah, How was he? French, yeah. <laughs> very French. Yeah. Um, but yeah, saw the big Highbury Stadium and fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. That that was. I mean, I, my my last uh, two podcasts ago was with my, my best person I've ever worked for. Probably probably outside of my family and my wife's family, the biggest inspiration of my life. But Mark's a massive, massive Mark's had a massive Arsenal fan, and uh, we were talking about Highbury, mm. you know, and the fact that you, you walk, walk past someone's front door and yeah, yeah. I, I, I've managed to to watch Fulham lose there, so that was good. So that was alright. But I've actually played it. Played at Highbury and played at the uh, Emirates. Oh, okay. Yeah, both both in like charity events. Yeah. Uh, both for banks actually. I mean that shows it was definitely pre pre two thousand nine. They don't do them no more, do they? But um, yeah, no. But I remember playing at the at, the, at Highbury. It was it was divided up into like four yeah. seven aside pitches. Yeah. But the Emirates it was an eleven aside game. And, and I thought I was playing quite well. Yeah. And I got subbed by Charlie George, right? <laughs> and I was absolutely disgusted with him. Like, I'm like, why are you taking me off? I'm playing really well, so I've got to give, give everyone else a game. Yeah. I'm like, no, Charlie, no. Like, <laughs> this is so, my time. Yeah, so any time he turns up as like a little, he rings into talk sport or, you know, they mention his goal for us or whatever, I'm like, I can't stand it, man. <laughs> you know, he knows nothing about football, subbing me. Do you watch him at the moment? You do? All the time. Yeah. yeah. Wish I could go to more games, to be fair. Okay. So when we come on to the uh, the penalty shootout, we can throw a few of the uh, the football-related questions to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Charlie said something to me before we started recording uh, that he doesn't like football. Yeah, uh, no, one gets, no, no, no one gets hurt, he said. Uh, he, his enjoyment, by the same sense of his hooter, is uh, he's something, uh, something probably a little bit more physical. And you like any sport which involves physical pain? Is that yeah, right? Well, not physical pain, physical contact. Physical contact, it? okay. Where, where they get hit and fall over because they got hit, not because they fall over and yeah. football. And so does that include or does <laughs> include boxing? I suppose it does. Uh, yeah. For me, it was um, kickboxing. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's why my nose looks like this. I started in martial arts at a young age. I actually used to teach um, before I hurt my back in 2006 um, and somehow end up in advertising and then now sell kitchens. Yeah, really random. Really, yeah, yeah, how did that work? Know, yeah. Just just met, met, it was all through meeting people actually. When I got into advertising, it was when I lived in Tunbridge Wells mm. over here and I used to work for a magazine over here um, and then, yeah, f- uh, getting into kitchens was, was through advertising. So, you know, it's all part of the journey really. But um, I mean, that, that the magazine you work for, I mean, that, that's like the lifestyle mag of Fulham and the surrounding areas, yeah, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it's 
Yeah. In Tunbridge yeah. Wells, it was So Magazine, which yeah. is the lifestyle. Well, I remember when we were speaking yeah. about it, you said, I was there. I'm like, oh, I know that one. Yeah. Like, yeah, not that I read it, Laura, but it's, it's in all the right places. <laughs> it, yeah. it was always in all the right places, wasn't it? Really was. So, are you doing any sport at the moment? We've had back? No, just gym. Um, just gym. Just got back into the gym, actually, in the last uh, couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'm, I, other than that, I don't really get to And Emily much. Rose, your little girl? Yeah. Okay, so how old is she? Nearly two. Nearly two, okay, so hands full. How old's Rupert and Ava? Rupert's 18 months, Ava's three. Yeah. See, That's I just feel really... Why did you do it twice? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this is a big question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I, why I, did anyone do it twice? My, my oldest Harry is about to turn 21 and Henry's just turned 17, mate. So <laughs> I'm actually getting it all back. Yeah. I'm getting it all back, mate. Yeah. We, like, we, we, you know, me and my wife just go out for, like, dates and we just, like... It's, like <laughs> dates? Um, yeah, yeah, genuinely time with each other with no one else around. Which, no. I mean, it's a bit scary, to be fair. <laughs> but, um, that means you actually have to talk to each other. Now. Yeah, but we think we really get on. Honestly, I mean, he'll listen to this. And he'll get, he's actually Harry's actually got his new boss, and the company works for him. Barcelona listening to the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, right, I, 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 I mean, I know he doesn't, but I imagine it being played in the big sales office. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not obviously. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um, but uh, but it's amazing how sort of. I mean, I was quite emotional when when he left home because it was like losing my best friend, a good recruiter. You know, just someone someone that's been it's been there every day. Of, you know, for almost 21 years, so it was quite emotional. Um, but now, like, the shopping bill's gone down, the alcohol <laughs> bill's gone down, the, 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 the stress over him not tidying up home for himself, Harry, I hope you're honest, has gone, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's almost like, wow, we just got Henry to go. So, like, and Henry's working now, he's, he's working um, for a landscaping company doing all the the big gardens around, like, Hurst Pierpoint, uh, Hassock, so, like, expensive Sussex gardens, he's there. So it's almost like... We're, we're like a, a young couple again. See, I've just had the exact opposite this morning. My wife just sent me a video of the front room. <laughs> stamping up and down, and there's toys upside down everywhere. Actually, part of the decorating I was doing last week, we're turning our dining room, because I can't remember last time we actually dined, you know, <laughs> into a playroom. Um, so that was part of it, and I just can't wait to get all our stuff in Yeah, just shove it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you share what, what Rupert did on the stairs of your new property when your little sister was oh, looking after just moved it. into our new house, which we've bought our first purchase and this was a drawn out process as well wasn't it, to get it over yeah, the line yeah it was hard work yeah. and we, so we've been in there just over a month now I had a call from my sister who was looking after me the other day saying guys <laughs> oh. I've got bad, bad news you know your cream carpet on the stairs Rupert's just taking his nappy off from there <laughs> <laughs> and she was like I'm not cleaning it up you can do it when you get home I was like we haven't had any of those. Oh, I can imagine. It's a boy thing, though. It is, is a boy it? thing. Right. He's just... My daughter, she's got a sass. She's got attitude, and she'll argue back. Yeah. He I'll just... He goes very quiet, and he disappears off somewhere, and I'm like... Is, um, I mean, I could just imagine baby Boris just... just smiling like, when he did that as he well. flooded the bathroom yeah. the other day. He found this little stool, put it by the sink, put the plug in, flooded the bathroom. And he's how old? 18 months. Emily Rose is just over, she's 21 months this month and, and literally it is scary times because she's just started developing this attitude that you were just yeah. talking about there. Yeah. yeah, and you say to her do something, no, no. she's just turned into this little diva <laughs> and I'm thinking she's a bit, because if she's got a bit of my personality, my stubbornness, my wife's temper, We've got, uh, what a We've got real yeah. problems ahead. See, I know? think I said to Sean... my kids have no idea, <laughs> yeah. really, like Jane. Like, I said they're very like their mum, aren't they? Might say. Mm, yeah. yeah. Is I that a good thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're really attractive and just psycho. Okay. You know I mean? <laughs> but you have that choice, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's that, you know. <laughs>
Okay, so is it tough as showroom managers, uh, and it's certainly retail showroom managers, with the work-life balance? Because so a lot of people, the weekends, sacrilege and whatever, um, how, how hard is work life? Even even for you, James, you know, young young man out of the town, up, up yeah. the West End, does the people still do that? I don't know. I'm a festival guy, mate. I'm a festival <laughs> guy, okay. I go love Supreme once a year. One festival, one time in a year, Every, once a year does not count as a festival goer. <laughs> I've been to Love Supreme for the last five years, four or five years, and I go every year. So I'm a festival goer, regular. <laughs> Killer. Yeah. Let's go back to James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work-life balance is tough. Um, I think you've just got to switch off when it's your time to switch off, and yeah. when you're at work, put all your time into that work time. That's so hard to do. Completely, though. when you've got, especially in our industry, where projects are things are running all, all, the all the time. Yeah, and yeah. especially having days off in the week where yeah. you work, you know, everything's still going. I mean, if you've got a day off, start. I just ignore it and just keep ringing to you on some phone. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so does everyone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fair what about for you, Charlie? Is it tough? Yeah, it is. I think you know. Obviously, we're showroom managers, but we're we're not just showroom managers. Like, despite Schmidt being a huge company, we're small independent businesses. Yeah, businesses. And, yeah. and we are more like owner managers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of responsibility there, and with that comes finding that balance. You know, if my phone rings and I'm on a day off, and on Wednesdays I take the day off, and I, I you know I spend the day with my little girl. But if that phone rings, I've still got to answer yeah. it because I've still got the responsibility yeah. of. That, and that knock-on effect if you don't answer that phone. Exactly. Mm. Well, I've just come back from a week off and, you know, yeah, it's I just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing yeah. this, I'm really glad. Good day to come back. Exactly. It's like a soft landing, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll ease you back into work, you know what I mean? But it, it, it is hard, you know. I don't, I, like James, I work every Saturday, I have a day off during the week and that does impact on home and, yeah, it, it, it can be difficult but, you know, you've, you've just got to find some balance because the reality is with a family at home or when you're thinking about a family in the future without a job and money none of that none yeah. of that happens yeah. anyway so yeah well, I think yeah. even with, without kids it's hard for me to see the missus even though because she'll work Monday to Friday no bonus <laughs> I can't say that on here just in case so Callum Callum out please because we need James fit and healthy and at work don't we do you know what I mean but yeah it is tough to, to find that balance it is hard, and, and Laura, you, you, you could give an example of that because you know we we are vampires in recruitment. We have to be available outside the traditional working day. Mm. You know, sometimes to, to do to achieve what you're doing, I have to actually physically lock my phone in the car mm. and not actually not have it with me. Um, and I'm often saying to you, Laura, stop, 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 stop working, please stop working. But it's so hard when you yeah. put all the work into something and then it starts because it's in recruitment. This is what happens. People then get back to you at like seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And then I'm getting these messages through from candidates that I've been trying desperately hard to get hold of. Am I going to ignore it until the next not, day and then yeah. they're not going to take the call? Obviously, I'm not going to, but uh, there has to be a bit of... And you're quite a control freak, aren't you? I mean, yeah. I like to know what's yeah. happening. Oh, you're very nosy. I'm really right? nosy. I said that to Jane the other day. Yeah, yeah, she was, yeah, we was talking about you weirdly over when we was out for a drink yesterday. That, I don't, is, that is weird. No, I, I think I was being nice. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I was, I was talking about a really good meeting we had on Friday. Good. Yeah, so I was talking about that. And, and I go, yeah, and she goes, oh, she's doing me nice. Yeah, she's nosy. nosy. <laughs> she's really nosy. Like, uh, I just like to know what's yeah. going on. No, that's good. It's good to be in the loop, isn't it? Like, it's good to be in the loop. It's good to be in the loop. But yeah, no, I feel your pain. It's really hard yeah. to shut off from that. My favourite part 
of the Floyd Jones show is always the penalty shootout, but we've got a penalty shootout with one of the guests not wanting to play because Charlie doesn't play football. So we're gonna we're gonna change it around a little bit. Um, so James, let's talk. Uh, to kick the shootout off. Question one: Who's your favourite all-time Arsenal FC player and why? Can't have anyone else other than Henri Kenley, really. So the most impressive Arsenal team I saw were the Invincibles, yeah, right? and I watched them beat Fulham convincingly twice. Yeah, once at um, Highbridge, it wasn't Highbridge, was it? Mm-hmm. Invincibles, yeah. And then once at uh, was it Highbridge, and once at, when we were, we were Grand Sheffield with a horrible team in Shepherd's Bush at the time, we was Grand Sheffield QPR, and they were they were pretty good. And there was a time when Thierry Henry, I think we lost five 0 at home, and I think he scored about four of them. Um, best goal yeah. that I've seen could be you've scored it could be what you've seen whatever I mean I'm just letting yeah, you interpret that whatever you want yeah I don't score many goals so we'll keep that one up here um, I'll go back to Thierry Henry unfortunately against Man United don't know if you remember it talk me through it flicked it round volley oh yeah, yeah. yeah. on the half turn he flicked it and he hit it again yeah, yeah. that wasn't bad yeah. was it okay. can't be that one Alright, so that's your two penalties James that's your two questions coming on to you Mr Jones uh, who's your all time sporting hero Asking me questions, um, it has to be Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Not classic, Clay. De- definitely the latter version, <laughs> or, or both versions. Both versions. Both versions. Um, no, I mean, in terms of his life story or what I know of it, um, I've read his book, obviously watched a number of documentaries and stuff. But in terms of what he brought to sport, not just boxing, to sport as a whole, his dedication, his personality, um, the the theatre around it. Um, but you know more his dedication to his sport. You know it, you can't beat him. I don't think there's been a better sportsman in history. I mean, you've got to go. So I haven't really got an argument against that. No, I was going to say <laughs> yeah, that. I, haven't, I haven't really got got one against it. I think it was the it was the showbiz that went with it as well, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah. the whole it was the Hollywood that, yeah. that went with it. Um, that that did make that did make him special. So what about current? Yeah, let's have a good question here. Current boxer. Right uh, boxing, I'm not watching much boxing at the moment, I'm not watching much sport at the moment, I've got a two-year-old girl at home, but um, well, I'm more, more UFC. Uh, okay, so Conor McGregor, yes or no? Uh, yes and no. He's like uh, a marmite, isn't he? He is, yeah. I, I, again, I mean, he, he, he was that close, you know, a hair's breadth away from being the modern day uh, Ali. He was so close, but then he just got a little bit too cocky. Didn't train quite hard enough, and um, but he's a phenomenal fighter. And in your own sporting achievements, you know that that journey through jet journey through kickboxing. What's your greatest achievement, Joe? Uh, it was working with some of the fighters that I worked with in teaching. To be yeah. honest, um, you know I was I was a decent enough fighter, but I was never going to be a world champion. Um, and I got the privilege of working with some really impressive fighters. Um, seeing kids from three years old, the first thing they had to learn how to do was to stand still for one minute. That's the first thing they, they learned how to do. And you should send baby Boris over. <laughs> that would be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it doesn't yeah. work, mate. No, no it doesn't. I, I coach no. football for years. I coach anyone else apart from my own kids. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and parents used to say to me, how do you how make do, you do, do that? Because it's not my kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, completely yeah. different. So yeah, it was It was actually working with the kids. You know, I got to work with some great fighters, but seeing the kids at that age achieving things and the look on their face when they get it, you can't beat it. We've got one question left and I'm going to turn it into a double question. It's about you, Lara. Um, I'm, Lara's dog is named after a famous Chelsea player. Um, Charlie may not be able to play, so he might not know. But yeah. Yeah, James, you've got like one guess. Can you can you imagine what player it is? Uh, 
let's go a little bit crazy. Let's do Hasselbank. <laughs> do you want to try Chelsea Charlie? I have absolutely no, no idea, idea of a single did, did, Chelsea Do you know Callum? It's Didier, isn't it? Well, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> Lower dog Didier. My, my other half is a Chelsea fan and I lost the bet so he got to name it and it's... Um, what dog is it? He's a pug. Didier the pug. Didier the pug, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, the penalty shootout, we have learnt that Thierry Henry is your favourite Arsenal player and his goal against Manchester United yeah. is the, uh, on the half turn, is the goal. Lara's dog's called, the Lara's pug dog's called Didier. Charlie loves, loves coaching the children, like making them stand still for one minute. And <laughs> Cassius Clay, forward slash Muhammad Ali, is his favourite sporting icon or inspirational figure. That's the end of the penalty shootout. Okay, so so what about what about something to, to end the show? So let's let's close the show off there. Okay, what you say these two have been blinding? They've been brilliant. Yeah, they've been brilliant. They've been brilliant. I Lara, I do a lot to say that. Yeah, <laughs> Lara, 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 have you enjoyed coming to the kitchen? I have. Yeah, what what what, what member of the team are you going to sit next to to get the best prices for your new kitchen before you leave? <laughs> Have you decided yet? You pick your victim. Yeah, I don't know who's going to give me the best yeah. price. So. Yeah. But I have spotted there's one round there. I mean, it's really nice. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, brilliant. Now, listen, really, really good guest. Is there anything you want to say, James, about your wonderful showroom here before we before we close off? Got a great team here, so it would be worth someone popping in just to see the, the team and interact with us. Got some displays going forward as well. This lovely one just happens to be on sale. Um, but other than that, yeah, just come and do see you it. Do you think we've added value to this display sitting in it? It's gone up. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, think, I think the interest will go up. The, <laughs> oh, I must know. say, actually, I did notice when we first came in, before we set up here, there was toast and things on the table. I loved that touch. <laughs> that was very nice. Charlie, Wimbledon, Tunbridge Wells, the businesses themselves, the kitchen industry itself, you know, you, you bring your personality to everything. You arrived in it, you don't quite know how you arrived in it, but yeah, you're still in it, you're still in it, you're a lifer, you can't escape. Uh, thank it. you, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Anything you want to share with us about Wimbledon and, uh, and what's going yeah, on there? I mean, I think just in general, you know, don't see um, Schmidt and think it's a high end product or anything like that. Come in and see us, come and meet our team, come and learn something that you won't get from other the kitchen companies we want you to come in we want to educate you we want to give you a solution it's not about selling you a kitchen it's not about selling you as much as we can it's about finding the right thing for you um you know i'll give you an example recently we had a lady who 89 years old still works at the hard rock cafe she was the longest serving member at the hard rock i already cafe. love her yeah she's amazing, she's amazing. she came in she only wanted a little bit of work topping a couple of appliances i'll be honest she took a lot more of my time than probably some customers who spend a lot more money she only spent a small amount of money with us but since then she's referred her next to neighbor who's bought a kitchen um me and my wife were just at the hard rock cafe for a meal through delia on friday yeah, and, and i think this is a lady well, I where, where, to where was life. emily right she was with us okay oh. yeah i'm just checking and, 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 it's powerful and, 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 and Delia actually yeah. bought her uh, my first Hard Rock Cafe oh, t-shirt. Oh, oh, I love her even more. Oh, yeah. What I'm getting at is yeah. it's not about the sales, it's about the relationships yeah. and, and how that works long term. You, you can sell someone a kitchen and you'll never hear from them again. You build a relationship with someone, you give someone what they really want and what mm -hmm. they really deserve and, and that will last your lifetime. So yeah, you know, just, just come in and see us and let's see what we can do for you. Amazing.
Well, amazing. I'm in as well, but no, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. That is the end of episode 20 of the Foy and Jones show. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foy and Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foy and Jones. This is what we do.